0: Let's do this to make sure our man of God or our woman of God is taken care of. You can't take on the mindset and start sowing to the flesh. Well, I'm tired. I don't want to give my money. And I don't want to do this. I don't like that. You can't do that. That's sowing to the flesh. So as a spirit-led aider, you cannot sow... To the flesh.
1: You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich Word of God.
0: A theme, a spirit-led pastoral aid ministry. Spirit-led. And we know that spirit-led means that you're moving at the beat of God. You're doing what the Lord will have you do. You're moving how the Lord will have you move and not on your own accord. And you're doing the steps that he tells you to take, not the steps you tell yourself to take. That's being led, spirit led. But a pastor aid ministry, and now this is a ministry that is real dear to me now. You know, hey. I ain't biased, but I love the pastor A ministry. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. But it's a ministry, it's a ministry of a group of believers that work to serve the pastor and family in the work of the ministry by rendering services to God through serving the man and woman of God and their family. Amen? So, so they, have a, they have a big job. But it ain't big with God. And if they allow the Lord to lead them, they can make sure that they take care of their pastor and the family, how God would have for them to do. Turn over to Galatians 6 with me. Galatians chapter 6. Verse six. And it reads, I think everybody have it. On over here. I don't hear. It reads, Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. So the pastory aid ministry, as I said, is made up of a group of people that have been taught how to live, how to prosper, how to serve according to the word of God by their pastor, and in return, have been led by the spirit to share their God-given gifts to serve the one who teaches. And that's according to the word. The word just said to us, let him who is taught, the word share in all good things with him who teaches. So you're going to share good things with the pastor, the person that is teaching you, the person that is giving you what you need in order for you to be who God has called you to be. In order for you to walk the way God has called you to walk. And in order for you to receive the things that God desires for you to receive. That's your man of God. That's your pastor. So as your pastor, you shouldn't mind serving. You shouldn't mind aiding. You shouldn't mind helping out. Because it's scripture. Scripture. But now let's turn on over to 2 Kings, chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 8 through 11. 2 Kings 4, verses 8 through 11. And the word of God reads, Now it happened. One day that Elisha went to Shunem where there was a notable, and that word notable means distinguished, different, set apart, something special, woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often As he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us. Make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there, and a table, and a chair, and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there. And he turned into the upper room and lay down there. And as I mentioned earlier, our theme is a spirit led pastoral aid ministry. But I'm also going to take a subtopic a spirit led aiders. Spirit led aiders. Okay? The word aiders lets us know that we are meaning more than one aiding. So it ain't just one person, it's more than one. Okay? It's a group, it's leaders, it's members members in the pastoral aid ministry, and members in the church. We have to realize as spirit-led aiders, we cannot do it by ourselves. Okay? It takes or take on the mindset that if I don't come up with the idea of what we need to do for the pastor, then it ain't right. Or it's not going to work. Because it takes all of us to be spirit-led aiders. Tell your neighbor, let's not get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. It takes all of us, us. being spirit-led aiders, To aid the pastor and the family. And as a spirit-led aider, there are three things that I'm going to talk about tonight. You can't do or should not do. Okay? As being a spirit-led aider, these are three things that I believe and I feel, not feel, I believe according to the word of God that you should not do. Okay? Yeah, I had to correct that. Number one, you can't sow to the flesh in Aden. Turn back to Galatians 6 and go to verse 8. And it reads, In Galatians 6, verse 8, it reads For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So, as a spirit led aider, you got to be you can't sow to the flesh. You can't give any entertainment to this flesh. You have to put that flesh upon the subjection. And you have to put your thought process under subjection. Especially when the leader of the pastoral ministry or when someone else suggests, hey, let's do this to make sure our man of God or our woman of God is taken care of. You can't take on the mindset and start sowing to the flesh. Well, I'm tired. I don't want to give my money. And I don't want to do this. I don't like that. You can't do that. That's sowing to the flesh. So as a spirit-led aider, you cannot sow to the flesh. Okay? Number two, you can't grow weary in aiding. You can't get tired. You can't say, hey, I've been here all night long. It's time to go home. But there's still work to be done. You can't say, I'm tired. I don't want to get up this early to make sure everything is prepared. You can't grow weary. Galatians 6 and 9, part A said, and let us not... Grow weary while doing good. So while we're working and while we're serving and while we're aiding, that's something good. And so we can't grow weary and start saying I'm tired and start saying I need to go home and start saying it don't take all of that. Yes, it do. It takes all of that. Because you don't know how long your man or woman of God stay up praying for you. You don't know how many days they fast for you. You don't know what it is taking for them to get the word of God that you need. So don't you be trying to go weary and aiding him or aiding her. Because you don't want them to go weary on you. Because I know I don't. I know I want Bishop Walker on point when God is telling him to pray for me. I know I want him on point when I need a word, when I need some direction. So I don't want him growing weary. And he don't grow weary. So I can't grow weary in my aiding. No matter what time it is, no matter if I gotta get up the next morning and go to work, I still gotta aid. So I can't grow rear. And the last one, number three, you can't lose heart. You can't lose heart in aiding. And then we're going to look at the part B in Galatians 9. It says, for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Now, when you are aiding a man and woman of God, and you are being led, you are a spirit-led aider, I guarantee you, when God sees you not getting where you disheartened, where you're not losing heart, God's going to bless you. God's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of you because you're taking care of his gift. You're taking care of one of his important gifts who he reveals his secrets to. His servant. So that's why you can't lose heart. You got to have that heart that I love what I'm doing. And it can't be no fake heart. All right? You can't try to fake it. No, we ain't faking it until we make it. Not with this. Not when it comes with serving the man or woman of God. We are not going to fake it until we make it. Because it does not take much for us to serve. And we should be able... To serve wholeheartedly and give it our all, give it our everything. Because that's what they are doing for us. They are giving us their all. They are giving us their everything. Now, if you were sitting up under somebody jack-lead, then I wouldn't be saying, hey, you got to do what it takes. But you ain't sitting up under nobody jack leg, So you have to do what it takes to make sure that you are aiding and that you are being a spirit-led aider. Now, now that we done got that out the way, what you can't do or what you should not do as a spirit-led aider, let's take a look at four things. We should, as a spirit-led aiders in aiding the pastor and his family, do. We're going to look at four things, and then I'm going to be out your way, okay? So just keep giving me your attention for a little bit longer. We're going to look at four things that you should be and that you should do. And we're going to go back to uh, 2 Kings 4 and 9. The first thing that you should be, as a spirit-led aider, you should be a discerner of the spirit. A discerner of the spirit. In verses in 2 King chapter four, verse nine, it said, "And she said to her husband, "Look now, I know." that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. She did not think, she didn't assume, or even have anyone in her ear telling her about the man of God. She had a knowing in her spirit. She was indeed a discerner of the spirit because nobody told her. She had not seen anything. She didn't see him ministering to people. She just knew he was passing through. And she discerned his spirit. Because if you go up now, if you go up and if you read beforehand, beforehand, before you get to uh, verse 9, it talks about when he was uh, talking to the woman whose husband had died, who she didn't have any money to pay her debtors, and he had told her to go get the oil, go borrow vessels, and that the oil wasn't going to run out to fill up all these vessels, and then he told her to go and sell it. He told her exactly what to do to make money, but... The Shunammite woman didn't know that. It does not say anywhere in that scripture, above or under, that she knew that. So she had discerned it. So as spirit-led aiders, we need to be able to discern. And we need to have a discerning spirit. Because we need to be able to know what we need to do or what needs to take place in aiding a man or woman of God. Don't nobody need to have to come and tell us you need to do A, B, C, and D. You need to be able to discern that. You should have enough Holy Ghost in you. To be able to discern what needs to take place. There should be a knowing in you. And that's what, she was a discerner of the spirit. So we got to be a discerner of the spirit if we're going to be spirit-led aiders. The next thing, she was a visionary go to go to uh, we're still in second kings 4 and chapter 4 go to verse 10 and we're going to look at part a she said please let us make a small upper room on the wall she was very passionate about that cuz she said please She was pleading because she had that vision in her. And she knew, hey, this is something we got to do. And she knew that her husband was the head of the household. So he was the leader. So she knew in order to be able to do it, she had to get him to see the vision. So she went to him and she said, listen. Please, please let us do this. And because she knew the vision and because she was able to say it to him in the right way, and that's how we got to be as leaders over the pastorate ministry. We got to be able to say things in the right way because God going to give us visions. He going to give us visions to give to the people of things we should be doing for the man and woman of God, but we got to say it in the right way. So that they can want to catch a hope to our vision. Okay? And that's what she did. And then the third thing, she was a planner she didn't just come and, and begin to beg him about the vision and tell him what, what, what she saw, what was in her. She said, go to part B of 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 10. And part B, she said, and let us put a bed for him there and a table here and a chair here And a lamp stand here. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. She had a plan. She knew exactly how she wanted the room to look. And I believe, I believe because she was a visionary and because she was a planner, I believe she did Habakkuk 3 and 3. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. And I'm going to paraphrase it, if you don't mind. Write a plan, the vision, and make it plain that he, other other spirit-led aiders, that reads it, can run with it to bring it to pass. So I believe she had wrote it down. I think she wrote the plan down exactly how God gave it to her. And she knew. She knew that her husband, because he had given her the okay, so he was like, okay, she, he's a spirit-led aider as well. And so, okay, she knew all I got to do is write it down plainly and he going to take it and he going to run with it. And that's what we have to do in ministry. When we got a plan, when we know how we want it to look, when God then gave it to us how it should look, how it should take place, we have to write it down. And it's okay If someone gives you what God has given them and you use that in you writing down the plan because God going to give you helpers to help you write the vision then he going to give you spirit led aiders to help you carry it out. You got to understand that so that when the time comes is ready. And that's what happened. And that's what we have to We have to be ready. Because when we have to do things in ministry, we don't need to be fumbling around, running around, and then not put together. And we, the pastor, hey, ministry. No. Because we represent the man of God, the woman of God. And what we do, it should be done in excellence. Yeah, there may be times that, hey, something may not go exactly how you planned it, but you need to work on it. You need to get it right and say, wait a minute, I need to check this out. I need to see what happened here, and I need to see what can I do to fix it? What can I do to get it straight? And so that's what happened. So she, she wrote the vision. She made it plain. She was a planner. She had it written down on the tablet, on the pad. However, and then the next thing, you have to be a submitter. You have to submit. And then look at verse 11. Same chapter, 2 chapter 4, verse 11. And it happened one day. That he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. So that tells me right there. The husband did not get in himself. And he did not say, well, I'm the head when she came to him. You know how sometimes when we think we the head, huh, Joe? And we being got the big head. Well, I don't think it should go like this. I don't think that's what needs to take place. No, I ain't with it. We ain't doing that. He submitted. He didn't get it himself. He didn't say none of that. He didn't say, well, the Lord should have gave it to me. The Lord ain't showed you that because he didn't show it to me. He didn't say none of that. And y'all know sometimes we get like that. Well, I know that what you said. I know you deleted, but the Lord didn't show me, so I ain't gonna. Mm-mm. He didn't do that. He did not do that. He said, "Okay, I agree," and he submitted to the Spirit, and he helped her. Aid the man of God. And that put them both in a place of being spirit led aiders. They were spirit led aiders. And that's what we got to be. We got to be spirit led aiders. And it don't matter. It don't matter if you don't come up with the idea. It don't matter if God didn't give you the plan, but he gave it to somebody else. It don't matter if within what God gave you, he gives somebody a little bit more to help you out. It don't matter. Because both of you, all of you, should be being spirit-led aiders in aiding the man and woman of God. Now, in my concluding, I'm getting ready to conclude, but we're going to go back to Galatians 6, 10, and 9. And you don't have to go. I'm going to just tell you because I'm going to paraphrase it. (laughs) When we have the opportunity to do good, let us do it. Especially to those of the household of faith. Because in due season, we shall reap. And we're not going to keep reading in 2 King, but if you go on and read in your uh, time later, but I'm going to talk about it. And then you'll see that what I'm talking about is true. But if you keep reading... And in and, and 4, after verse 11, because they were spirit-led aiders, God blessed them. And he blessed them tremendously. He did two powerful miracles for them. The first powerful miracle that he did, he gave them a son. Her husband was old and, and he, he asked them, he asked her, what is it you need? Because he was so thankful. That she had did all that she had did for him, not knowing that he was a man of God, not knowing who he was. She wasn't looking at him because he was a big guy. She just saw the spirit. She discerned the spirit. And because of discerning the spirit, she did food for him. And then not only did she do food for him, then she did some construction. She made a room for him. And because of that, he said, what can I do? He had his servant to go to her and say, just, just what can I do? And there was nothing. This woman was so humble. She was such a spirit-led aider that it wasn't about her. All she wanted to do was serve. All she wanted to do was aid. And she said, well, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing I need. There's nothing I need. That is what she said. But his servant said, well, her husband is old and she don't have any children. She don't have a girl child. She don't have a man child. She don't have nobody. It's just her her husband. And he said, well, a son would be good. So the man of God told her because he prayed. And because he was a man of God. See, that's, that's why we serve our man of God. Because they pray. They get the secrets from God. I already said that earlier. And then they know how to go before God for us. And petition him. And make requests known. And ask him to do some things for us that they know we need. And that they know we may not even know that we need it. But they know we need it. And that's how that was. She didn't know she needed a child, but the man of God knew it. And so the man of God went before the Lord, prayed and prayed, and then he told her, you're going to have a child. And exactly how he said it, nine months later, she had a child. And then the child grew. The child grew, and the child was outside with the daddy working in the field. And while he was working in the field with the daddy, he became ill. So the daddy sent him home to the mama. He sat on the mama's knee for a while. You know how we let our grown kids sit on our knee sometimes, mamas. We know. He sat on the mama's knee. But then he died. He died. And that same upper room. That she had built for the man of God. Come on now. Being led by the Spirit of God, doing what she was supposed to do, that same upper room, she went and laid that baby up there in that same, in that exact same bed, in that anointing. And then she said, Hey, she told her servant, Go tell my husband to send me a, a horse. So that I can go. She didn't tell her husband the baby was dead. She didn't tell the servant the baby was dead. She just told him you drive. You drive and don't you stop until I tell you. Don't you give up, don't you back off of driving until I tell you. See that woman of God, she knew. She knew God. And she had a knowing in her spirit. She said, Now get me to the man of God. She got him, he got her to the man of God. She went and told that man of God, look, this is the baby you. She said, I didn't ask for it. This is the baby you said I could have. She said, and this is what has happened. And then he gave her his staff. And he gave her some instruction. And he told her to go on and go lay the staff. That woman of God grabbed around his leg. She said, uh-uh. You going, I'm paraphrasing it now. You going with me. I am not going by myself. You going with me, man of God. And see, because she had aided that man to God, she had favor with that man of God. That man to God said, Okay, let's go. And he went. And then when he went, he didn't even let her go up into the upper room with him. He didn't even let his servant go. He went. He went into the upper room. He prayed. Nothing happened. Then he put his body on top of the bed. And a little something started happening. Then he prayed some more. And then, hey, that baby went to moving. That baby went to breathing. And then he sent his servant go get his mama. Tell her here he go. Here's your baby. Here's your baby boy. So God performed two miracles. Gave her a supernatural baby and then raised that baby up from the dead. All because they were spirit led aiders. They Aided the man of God. And because they aided the man of God and they didn't question him, that man of God knew. He knew he had to go. He knew he had to do what he did. And that's how we got to be. We got to be to the place to where we are spirit led aiders. And if we are spirit-led aiders, I guarantee you, God will do the supernatural for you. God will do some things that you don't even ask him to do. He will do some things that will even blow your mind. If you are aiding his vessel, his shepherd, his sheep feeder, he will do Exactly that. So I commission you on tonight. Be a spirit led aider. Enjoy aiding your man and woman of God. Enjoy serving. Don't get weary. Don't not want to submit to the leadership that they done put over the ministry. Submit. Submit. Don't think just because you in this position, you a minister, you don't have to submit to the leader. If the leader not a minister, submit. Don't think that just because you are an armor bearer and your leader not a armor bearer that you ain't got to submit to the leader. Submit. Be a spirit led aider so that God can move for you. Amen.
1: We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at OCCVR.org. That's OCCVR.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at OCCVR.org. Click on the give button to give online, or you can utilize text to give. Text give to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.